hey, 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 classmates. Ah, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, love muffins. It's oh, me, God. Scott. <laughs> Just kidding. What's up, classmates? It's Chantel from No Class Podcast, of course. Welcome back to the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school. Anthony J. Hi, love muffin. Hi, 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 hi. I cannot. <laughs> I'll just let y'all know right now, Chantel's got enough energy for both of us, and we I need do. it. We need I it. I do. I do. <laughs> She's holding the torch. She's holding yeah. it for us. She I'm trying. It. I'm trying. We're going to bang this one out. Yes. <laughs> oh well, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's the um was a packed day for me, and you know, yeah. like both of us are great going on vacation, which is exciting. But like, it's the um you know marathon before like the end of the race to try to get ahead before vacation and stuff and yes, get things in order. So it's all of that. But things are good, and things are gonna be really like a lot better soon when I um. In a warm place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soaking up that sun and putting your feet in that sand. Okay. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing great, actually. Um, I have been taking a couple days off from working and it's been amazing. Like I've been reconnecting with my friends oh, who have that's what it is. That's where the energy is. Yeah. Like it, it I have been re-energized because I've been getting my rest and I've been able to like soak up the energy from my friends and my loved ones too like being in, being in spaces with them like y'all I am like a quality time ass bitch okay like to the T because I really really love that like I don't consider myself to be like super extroverted or anything you know like I don't really crave or get a lot of energy from lots of people but when I'm around the right people and the right energy it really does help me thrive. And um, yeah, so that is where that energy is coming from. I've been around some good vibes and some love, lovely people. So yeah. Mm. That's what's yep. up. That's what's good. I love to hear that. That's Thank a good you. way to get energy. I appreciate it. <laughs> so today we are going to hop into the topic of toxic hustle culture. Yeah. An episode or two ago, we actually talked about it. We were like doing the opening, I think, and we're like, oh, we need to talk about that. Yeah. So that is what we're getting into today. And I wanted to start us off. Forbes had an article called The Hustle Culture Has No Future, Enter the Break Culture. Mm-hmm. So it has a couple of points about hustle culture that I'm just going to like read out and then we'll jump into this. And, um, so one of the points is setting the tone. It says founders who wanted to promote hustle culture in their companies once hung motivational posters on the walls. Such art can set the tone. And this is one place where you're where it's learned to keep the hustle culture in like the workplace. Yeah. Um another one is talking about actually wait, this is not the wait, there's two lists. Let me make sure okay. I'm on like this. Oh, shoot. Where'd my other one go? One second. Technical difficulties. No problem. No problem. You gotta do some holding music, Chantel. Okay. 
something. Oh wait, what music is that? Was that like Jeopardy? That oh, was okay. Um, I don't know what music. Oh, here we go. Got it. Oh, never mind. We don't need it. We don't okay. need to embarrass me. <laughs> so the first one to to counter it is to redefine success. Yes. And so oftentimes for hustle culture, that is what like the goal is, is that you're yeah. supposed to be busy. Um, be busy, busy, busy. The second one is to um set lower and upper bounds. And so what this is talking about basically is that like you have a endpoint or a checkpoint because you keep kind of keep wor working towards this endless goal in which mm -hmm. you're just gonna keep on running and running and the end is just that you are going to burn out um another one that they have is evaluating your habits um set clear boundaries is another mm -hmm. and i think that is all of them yes okay and so these are the ones that they're talking about to kind of switch on toxic culture almost all of those i think that i have been guilty of um and we wanted to really angle this because we wanted to talk about age-wise and hustle culture and how that starts to look different and yeah. so when i was you know late teens early 20s i was pulling and doing like two jobs still go to the club <laughs> barely get any sleep then go to work and um it felt good. Like, I felt proud of myself that I'm, like, always this busy, always hustling this hard. And then the goal, though, is that at some point, not to be working as hard, right? And so um, I have appreciated that, like, that work and I've reaped some benefits from it that I don't have to hustle as hard. Um, and there's some ways that I've gotten comfortable and also recognized at some points where it's like, okay, I got to hustle hard and it's, like, for a season. And then I'm good. Yeah. Um, but also, if I wanted to slash, I could keep going and hustling as hard as I like I used to. I guess to some level, I don't think my body can do it at the same level as before. But um, I wanted us to have a convo about like when do you know that you need to take a break from hustle culture, especially since we're right now where people are probably going to take on an extra job or gig because it's holiday season. Um. We maybe it's still not called a recession yet, technically. Please. As we enter into it, you know. Tell me I'm... more lies, Joe Biden. <laughs> People <laughs> trying to hustle to try to generate more income to make it to fill in for gaps and stuff like that. And so um, what is the end? Like, how do you know when it is the end of a season for hustle culture that you're just not on a hamster wheel? And just continuously going and going and going. So yeah. how do you know that for you? Because you're definitely working hard right now. Yeah. I but also, so I'll start here before I do answer that question because I always have an end goal in mind. And that is like the main reason why I operate the way I operate. So when it comes to hustle culture, I think social media our socialization, um, us being the generation, like we are millennial generation, then we have the younger generation who are Gen Z, the older generation who are Gen X, and then the other generations like boomers and, you know, who, whoever. And so we come from, 
we're children of a mixed bag, basically. Like, we're the generation who are not only we're like we're we're doing the significant breaking of the generational curses i'll say because we do have gen z we like gen z loves a good protest and a fight okay we could say that <laughs> but one thing i will say about millennials is we step up to the plate and we can we know how to perform we know how to be like steadfast and very stringent with our time and like very like military type with our time but we also know when it's time to like shut that off relax enjoy ourselves like indulge in our luxuries um really connect with our mental health I know a lot of us are trying to do better with connecting with our mental health and like our overall physical health and things like that so um that plays into that like I just feel like for my generation, for me, being of my generation and watching both of my parents work super hard to break the generational curses of their of what they perceived as a as their generational curses. Like the reason they worked really, really hard and I was like a latchkey kid and you know, I didn't have the opportunity to have like my parents be chaperones on my field trips or like really come to different like be physically present which is why I probably am a quality time ass bitch but um but like really physically be present and not to the point where like they can they can represent me and like make a better space for me with money you know like it's because of them breaking their generational curse you know even my mom, because my mother is my surviving parent right now. She's my only parent that is living. And she'll see what I do right now, like the way I operate and the way like I'll leave a situation if it's not feeling great. And she'll tell her friends, like my mother used to brag about this, that, and the third. You know how your mama or your daddy or like the person mm-hmm. who is caregiving for you is just like, oh, my child is doing this. My child is doing that. Like, let's run the list off. My mother will sometimes be like, she don't know what she doing. <laughs> and that's that's wrong. I do know what I'm doing. But I don't believe in working so much that I don't give my people the amount, like my time and show them that I love them and show up for them in a way that is also loving. Um, that they can understand and be perceived as love, like love them in the language that they need to be loved mm. and not like toss, not saying toss money because even like that's not a resource that everybody has to throw around, you know, but like our parents' generation, they worked on survival mode a different way than we did, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll start from. But to answer your question, I know when like I know when it's time to give it up when my body says it's time to give it up but also like the way I'm moving now is I'm I'm course corrected like I'm predicting what my end will be before my body tells me now because I I think my my parents and the generations before them they worked so hard that they let their body tell them that it was time to be done Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that is 
Like I've done it for far too long. I'm, it just feels so toxic. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I have to predict when I'll need my rest, schedule it in, include my vacations, like put money to the side to travel and do the things that bring me joy and make me feel present and make me feel alive and not just work and continuously be like trying to make money and, and hustle and like make somebody else's visions and dreams come true and not see my own come true, you know? So um, I'm finding like a, a better balance with that. I feel like Gen Z is going to perfect that. Like, but I feel like we're the generation who is really like questioning what it is to plan for that rest. Mm-hmm. and like really feel like I am rested instead of somebody being like oh yeah like my job gave me an off day but not I'm not gonna take that like I'm gonna be off from work but I'm gonna go work and do something else like no I'm gonna actually enjoy my off day like I like to go sit and put my feet in the grass and like enjoy my tea outside with the birds chirping around me or some something woo woo like that I don't know not even woo woo just regular I don't know but you know so what about you when do you know when to like finalize or be done with that hustle I think that the um I like what you said about physical I think that I've gotten to a point where mentally there are signs that tell me before my body does physically And I think that's important right now because the work that I'm doing isn't physical. Like when I'm just working my full time, it's not. And then even over the summer when I was doing the full time and a part time job where it was more physical because I was waiting tables, Mm -hmm. just mentally, um, I can tell my mood when I want to be there, when I want to do something or when my brain is not there or when I've used too much time on something um, at, at one of the jobs. Um. It tells me, and I think that the a big part too is when I spiral because mm. especially when um working from home and we've had this conversation before too, you can be like, oh, I didn't do enough. Um, guilt. There's a guilt around like I didn't do enough. And I think I've also shared on the podcast too that a lot of times I think if something isn't hard, then I need to do more, right? And so I could have a week where it's like, oh, I felt like that breezed through and that was easy. Well, I need to work some more. It doesn't matter if I did the whole 40 hours, like I need to work some more. I feel like that's a toxic trait of hustle culture um, that I still have today. And the other is the like, there are some weeks before the pandemic, before I was working at home, where it's like, oh, yeah, you did, you know, you spent 80% of your time that was very productive and like meetings and doing stuff and like 20% where you were just like talking and doing stuff in between. And then there's some weeks where it's like, oh, I barely got anything done and that can still happen at home. And I think the toxic trait for me is that sometimes at home, I'm like, oh, I didn't do enough and I don't deserve to stop right now. Right. Deserving. Mm, Wow, And I think that's like another trait of the toxic hustle culture. Um, And I'd say that the other one for me is I'm like, well, what do I have to show for it? Like, what do I have to produce or to be able to show for others that I think is another toxic trait that I'm like, well, I don't deserve to take a break right now because I don't have something to show people for like the hard work that I was doing, whether that be a 
project or something to post on social media or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I'd say that those are the traits that I'm trying to get out of. But I think that my I've done a better job of recognizing where it's like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I've resonated so much with what you said, especially because I'm I'm thinking about a conversation I had with my mother last week. And um, I have days where I'm not working like I work. I'm also a student. I go to school because I'm trying to pursue another like career track and another degree with that. And um, I have other responsibilities that I do outside of both of those. And so I was having a conversation with my mother and my mother was like, what did you do today? And that's always a hard question for me to answer from her. Mm. Mostly because my mother understands work as physical labor. Mm-hmm. She doesn't under, well, what, well, let, let me, let me take that back. What I thought my mother understood as work was physical labor. So when I asked her that when, like when I was answering her question, I kind of did this thing where I was just like, I kind of took like a deep breath, like, Oh, like I got to answer this question and I'm going to have to answer it in a way that like makes her feel comfortable that I did enough today. So she don't push me to mm-hmm. like do or say anything to critique me as if I didn't do enough basically. Right. So I didn't even like, I took that deep breath and I didn't even answer the question. I really just was like, well, my, like, I don't know what you want me to say because I feel like whatever I say, I feel like it's not going to be enough for you to think that I actually did something meaningful, right? Mm. And so we kind of had a little conversation about that. And she was just like, well, why would you think that? And I was just like, because I feel like if I say I do this, I don't think you think that that requires enough energy and work because you're used to doing manual labor like a labor like very strenuous labor for 12 13 14 hours a day sometimes Mm. and like that taking up a large part of your day and then like you give yourself a day to rest and your rest looks like I'm cleaning my entire house that's rest for you and so I listed off what I did in that day a lot of it wasn't physical like I had like I wasn't working that day um, I went to class, but with me not working, like I had had, like, I wrote like a recommendation for one of my friends. Um, I was like revamping my resume. So I could apply for jobs. Um, I had did like a phone screening interview too. And then I went to class and like did my work in class, participated in the class, came home, like, in the meantime, like I did like some cooking and stuff. Like I did a lot that day. I did a lot that day. And I was like, my mother's gonna see half of that and be like, oh, she did like half a day's both work. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready for for me. Like I wasn't ready to hear that as a response because I felt like I just my energy was low because I had worked, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Even like with my mother kind of like having that conversation with me and kind of course correcting me and being like, look, I don't think that way. 
deep down in my mind, I still feel like she does because I know the generation she's from. And I've also had other conversations with her where she'll, she may be joking, but it's, you know, those jokes mostly come from a real place. And also when you're getting critiqued by someone that you really look up to and you love, and especially a parent that you trust, it stings a little bit or it like feels a little differently than like someone that you really don't care about their opinion basically. And so, um, I, I, I know I'll still have trouble answering that question from now on, mm-hmm. but I will still try my hardest to feel satisfied with my answer and not think about what she has to say about my answer. You know, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard, but I, I will try my best to like be cognizant of like, and like try to work out my emotions around that because I know the generation she's of I know where she's coming from and I also know that she don't use gig economy the way I use gig economy period like (laughs) sometimes I'm working without even having to physically work because of the system like one of the systems that I've set up to like make my make other income like it ain't a whole lot it ain't a whole lot you know but it's enough where I can still use it to build on what I'm doing and like save for what I'm doing or pay for what I'm doing to earn my other career skills and stuff like that so um yeah it's uh it's it's weird it's weird do you have any like like what is your biggest I guess setback in evading hustle culture because that for me was is something that I consistently think about. I think that the um, feeling like not maxing out my time is um, like time that could have been done on something else, almost like a window is going to be gone soon. And I think that also has to go with the way that... um, capitalism and white supremacy culture is like yeah you are at your prime or most optimum or most best person when you're in your youth and um i think that's what does it because sometimes i'm like oh it is like like yesterday for example i didn't do a whole like a whole lot i needed to do some adulting and pay my bills i needed to figure out whatever for this trip and i did some stuff for work and then I was like, oh, I'm tired now. It was like nine o'clock. But and in between that is like cooking, grocery shopping, all that stuff. Kind of like your story. I'm tired now. I'm like, well, what did you do for like yourself or for like another income thing? And I'm like, yo, but like you you can't. You did and a lot. That, yeah. And I think that is like one of the hurdles that it's like, I am where I am. And this is the season that I'm in. Right. Yeah. Again, there's been times where it's like I'm able to do more and also in the seasons where I'm able to hustle and do more it happens a little bit more organically mm-hmm. there's been times where I've been like oh I want to and I need to and it feels like it's forced and it's hard and there's times where it's just like oh all the things sync up and it's a little bit smoother to do it um but like I there's still like the guilt or the voice in my head that's like oh what are you missing out on or especially if I see like an opportunity not an opportunity but I see somebody doing like a project or a thing that I would like to do. I'm like, oh, well, if I would have, and it's like, no, it's not your time. When it's your time, it's your time. Mm, uh, you better speak. 
But it's that I, I'm telling you the part that you're talking about, the labor part. And I, I wonder what that is like for families, because I also have the same thing in my family where there's most of people who have jobs where it's like physical labor. Right. And um, there's jokes sometimes and banter in my family when like people are like, oh, you got an easy job because you got a whatever, whatever, or you got a, or like you get lots of vacations with your job must be nice. And it's must like, that be, be nice. Must, that should be something we're celebrating, but it's like put down. And so I wonder like with families that are like maybe with blue co color jobs and stuff like that, what the toxic traits are of the hustle culture, but like, yes, the like work hard labor, you should be tired, like dead tired, and that shows that you hustle. And it's not even, which is odd, it's not even about at least for me, how much money I bring in or like what those outcomes are is that like you're tired and you're tapped out. And it's like, that shows that you hustle yeah. and, and you working hard and you doing the thing. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's... So you spoke on a, a few things. When it comes to our families, of course, like that comes with the things we talked about with the generations and blah blah blah. But also, um, like why do we? And I think I'm I might be getting better at this. I hope I'm getting better at this. I'm I'm working to get better at this. But like, why do we carry those burdens of like I haven't done enough for my day, like? I think a lot of that social media, like social media has changed tremendously. Like we've had a mm. good run at it for like the past decade too. And so um, I feel like when social media first started and when people were able to make, like starting to make incomes from it and like leverage that to their advantage, we had these quotes and like speeches going around about like, how many hours in a day you hustle and like I have the same 24 hours as Beyonce like um or I'll sleep when I die type of thing because no. I'm out working or hustling otherwise just a lot of toxicity surrounding our labor mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I talk to a like I I don't know if it's because these are my friends and like y'all got different friends, but <laughs> I have like with, uh, there's like a common theme amongst a few of my friends about how valuable we are because of our labor. And um, sometimes we don't, I, I, I'll speak for myself. I'll say this. I don't always feel like a valuable member of my relationships mm. if I don't have a certain labor attached to it. Mm. And it's fucking weird. It's toxic. It's crazy. It's stupid. It's strange. Like, and then my friends will come at me with a speech and be like, I love you because you are you, not because of what you can do for me, but because of how I feel around you because of the way you show up for me because of the way you love me and it's weird it's like I fight those two things and it has to do with the toxicity involved with the labor 
period like hustle mm-hmm. culture is labor period and it's adding more labor onto what are we we already fucking do basically and it's like you don't do enough and now that translates into many of my relationships mm-hmm. it's like if i feel like i feel like a bad friend if i haven't done certain things there's there are certain friends that i know have my back a thousand percent but like if i want to pay for their dinner they have a hard time for me paying for their dinner mm-hmm. because they're gonna like they'll be like okay you pay for my dinner and like i will pay for drinks at the next spot or like they won't receive my gifts as gifts mm-hmm. they'll they'll be like oh i have to work to make sure you understand that like i value you too enough to spend like money on you and this is weird like i didn't even think about that bef- before this conversation like i've i've and i know a few of us maybe having these conversations either by ourselves with our friends or in our therapeutic sessions with our therapists or our licensed you know social workers um about the amount of labor that is attributed to like worthiness and love mm-hmm. and so I think about that like you know I've just started having the conversation with myself thanks to some really good people in my life um, specifically my friend Jasmine shout out to her about like the quote I am love you are love I don't have to earn anything to resonate love receive mm-hmm. love deserve love and when you said it was something you said earlier and I was just like mm, deserve like you don't deserve the rest that means you don't deserve to love yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. it's mind blowing to even think that like capitalism seeps into the way we love ourselves mm-hmm. that's basically what it is because mm-hmm. it's capitalism Always using my labor for a profit or for earning something. So what are you what are your thoughts about that? And it's the like again, especially when and I'd be curious to know, like there's a there's a difference when you're like in a fight or flight mode where you gotta hustle to make something happen in order to survive. But there's also just the like, I've done it for so long, so I need to just keep doing it. And it's like, oh actually. You out like you 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 made uh you stepped up and you leveled up to get what you need and you don't have to hustle as hard but it's just there and especially I'll take from my from me you're looking at social media that's like you need to hustle hard and be able to have this and then there's like family and I come from two big families right where there were two parents on my dad's side they had five kids and on my mom's side they had nine kids. They had to hustle to survive. You know what I mean? That then trickles down to my parents. My mom was a single mom, but they had to do things where they had to be on this track of hustle longer that I don't have to. And the purpose was for me to be in a better position so I don't have to hustle like that and work as hard and dog myself out like that. And then, like, while these things aren't reinforced by these things, I need to be telling myself that though. And I need to keep myself on that track and on that road because there's nothing else that is like, I mean, I have people in my circle that are my friends, even my coworkers that like, I get that from that like try to be those reminders. 
but it's like them against big systems of capitalism and white supremacy, like all of this that like you're you're bumping up against and trying to keep and and be rooted and be centered into what you need and not to get caught up in the hustle. And so um yeah, it is it's hard work. And like we I've been laughing at it and saying things, but it's like it is hard to keep on that. And, and hustling hard is hard work. But when it is something that is like that you are addicted to or it's easy for you to be in. And and I also think about times that I worked hard and use work as a distraction, right? And, yeah. and hustled as a distraction because I didn't want to spend time thinking about like centering myself, thinking about what I needed to work on, thinking about the relationships that I was trying to avoid and all that. So like deciding not to do it and opting out of being in hustle culture when you don't need to it's hard it's hard um so yeah i'll add something on to what you said too because yeah like our parents worked very hard and they felt like they needed to within their generation i feel like a lot of us millennials, maybe there's some Gen Zers involved in this. I just feel like they're very much like kale people, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> so um, I feel like a lot of our millennial generation people are thinking that our parents did their hustle worked to get us to where we are but now we have to do something just as grand to Mm. make sure they understand that like we could provide for ourselves and you our Mm. parents like Mm. there's so many people who are they're becoming, I'll say this, I'll give this an example as like homeowners, they're not only becoming homeowners but like they're making real estate investing their their like place of added revenue um to make sure that their parents have something or i don't know make sure that they have something to show like hey mom dad guardian loved one who sacrificed for me i'm glad like thank you for sacrifices for me but like this is also what i have to do to make sure that my next generation does not sacrifice. So I'll add that on. It's like mm-hmm. our hustle culture is not like a, there are a lot of us who are not in survival mode, but we will act like we're in survival mode because we want to add on to the legacy of what our parents' survival mode and their parents' survival mode was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'll say I'm part of that. And I don't know. I don't know if I'll, outgrow that at the age I am right now I really want to make sure my mother my only surviving parent right now can enjoy her retirement and not like have any financial burden loss or anything like hit her because I feel like she deserves like she has worked hard enough to deserve those golden years I'm of the generation and this is how I'll say I'm changing hustle culture for myself because I'm 
in a space where I'm not waiting till I'm 62 if I live to see 62 to enjoy or 60 or 59 or whatever age people are retiring at of their generation. I'm not waiting until I'm that age to do the things that make me feel alive and like like I've worked hard enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are on like Instagram or like following me or anything, but like I'm outside. I'm traveling. Like I took my first solo trip to in 2022. Like I'm not waiting. And I I promised myself that I shouldn't wait. Because I do know I've lost a parent who passed away. And he was gonna retire within the six months of him passing away. Mm. How many family members, how many people that you love have done that? They haven't even lived to see a day where they didn't have to use labor to make a means and like provide for their loved ones and still like be seen as valuable and mm. a, and like an important contributor in their family. Like I can take care of myself, but I'm also in a place where I understand that labor does not, if labor plays a significant role in how I earn enough to enjoy leisure. That's what I'll say. Yeah. That's what I'll say. And I think the like and like thoughts of as we're moving to like end this out, I'm thinking about what you said about having a like I'm clear on what my goal is here. And I think that you are in the time like years that I've known you, you're like, oh, I got this and this is until this period. And even if it's like I'm still here. The, here's where the switch happens within it. Like I'm on this job here and then I switch because my intention is to get here. And so I, I think being very clear about, hey, what's a checkpoint? What's an end point for here? And fitting in where is the rest or where do I recharge in it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, not, to, and I'm saying this is scary, but it's okay not to have a next thing exactly. You know what I mean? There we go. It's like if my bills are being paid, my lights on and everything, I don't need a next. Because that's your survival. And you don't have to live in survival mode if you're if the things that help you survive are being met. And that is the thing that you that we need to like grow with and understand. And there's the, like, at this point in my life, it is feeling, um, I go by the working smarter instead of working harder. And at, the, at this point, I feel like I have enough wisdom that I do not, as far as labor-wise, have to bust my butt the way that I had to back in whenever. Yeah. Um, in my, like, early 1920s and all that. And so I'm like... What do I, if there are points in which hustle has to happen, there's like side gig, like, oh, cool, I want a few dollars or whatever. And there's like hustle, hustle. And it's like that, I think, also needs to look different for me as I'm in my 30-somethings. Yeah. Um, Because also, I do not want to, my body's too valuable. 
You know what I mean? Like my body is too valuable to be like, I'm going to break it down for a few dollars to get whatever at, at this point in time. Right. Um, so yeah, that is yeah. what I'm getting out of this conversation that we're, yeah. Interesting. That's something I find very valuable, especially because of the work I currently do. And, um, I reveal one of my end of 2022 goals right now because I've shared this with my friends. Like I shared it with my mother. She ain't freaking out because she know how I rock. Um, I've shared it with Anthony J. Um, I am quitting my full-time job by December. I'm not happy there. And that's not something that I could see in my future. And also when I started this job a year ago, I gave myself one year. I've pa- I've passed my year actually. Oh, given okay. the date. Yeah, I've passed my year. And so I like I one thing I will say about myself is like if I tell if I promise myself something, I will I will stick to that. I feel really good about that cuz I know some people like you know, when you give yourself a promise like because it's you, you probably won't hold yourself accountable for promising yourself something. But like I just have a deep um oneness with myself where I'm just like I need to stand on I need to stand 10 toes on what I say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't say it out loud because I know that like that I'm I am this way and I'm just like damn like I gotta stand 10 toes on that because I already said it like I said it to people oh my gosh but um I'm not fulfilled like that does not mean that I will not have enough money to survive like I have set up myself so that whatever needs that need to be met, they will be met mm-hmm. until I can get into a space where I feel comfortable working a full-time job that makes me feel aligned with my journey period. And so that's one way that I'm going to break hustle culture. And another thing I wanted to add is um, guys like twenties is only like the first decade of your adulthood. If you think about it in the context of like being a 10 and let's say like, let's make this antidote a 10 year old child. Let's think about how much learning you've done in from age one to 10. Mm-hmm. How much, how much physical growth you've had, how much mental growth you've had, how much emotional growth you may have had in those 10 years, in the first 10 years of your life, you're walking, you're talking, like you're getting some major landmarks in those 10 years. So for me to be a person in her 30s, in her young 30s, and to think about that decade of my 20s and how much learning, growing, mistakes, bullshit, everything I went through, And for me to like refine that in my 30s and then like kabloom in my 40s, if I live to see it and like rest in my 50s, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I feel like if I can think of it in the context of telling the story as a child, as a 10 year old child, like moving into a deck, like these extra decades of my life. 
then I can let some of this hustle culture go because I'll give myself more forgiveness and I'll give myself more freedom Mm. to understand that like I don't have to have everything figured out because from once from from being a few months old to 10 years old Mm -hmm. how significant was that growth yo Mm -hmm. like that's I don't know. I don't know what I, what I said was deep or if it was stupid, but like I I think that I that allows me to give myself permission to let some of this hustle go. I don't I don't want to work that hard. I don't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm over here like taping myself together and like rubbing CBD all on my parts. You feel me? Like I don't want to do that. I've only been at this job for a year. I don't want to keep doing that. That is funny. On my parts. I don't want to keep doing that. I'm tired. Okay. 30. I am tired. My bones have aged a little differently than they they did before. I don't want to do that no more. So in order for me to restore my body, I have to keep my mind and my mental in a clarity space. Like it has to be cleansed. I can't include no toxicity to it because one thing learning about mental health and like really diving into like therapeutic sessions, giving, getting the tools and like learning about that. It's like, you understand that mental, physical, dental, all the things contribute to the overall health quality of life of you. I can't have my mental all like trash and garbage because then my body going to feel that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to want to take care of nothing else. I'm not even going to want to be involved in in this thing we call society so no and i think what i got out of what you're saying too is like i like the like what happens in like this 10 years and i think that we get to a point in adulthood where we're just like oh it's just the way it is there's so much time to make switches to make changes there's so much room for opportunity i think that we get to a certain point and we feel like we're just stuck and like this is the road that i'm going to be on for the rest of my life um and it's never too late to like make that switch and even when it feels like you are in a stuck place maybe it's like oh and I've got kids or and with this job like there's a stuck place or whatever that like that does not have to be a permanent place and maybe you're there for right now and then for a season but to to give your which is about to be my homework (laughs) is to like Give yourself the self-talk and positivity for change to be able to happen in in a positive road for you. Um, Because I think about people that are older than me that have been like, well, this is just my life and it's just it. And I'm just going to have to hustle this hard and still not get that much. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yo, you need a, there needs to be a switch up and it's possible, but so yeah, that's the those, last thing I'm gonna say before I was gonna home. say those those answers to me because I've questioned. I have older cousins and like I've questioned my like one of my cousins. She hates her job. She hates her job. Like she will go to work and fuss and cuss and like be disgusted by the people that she works with, her coworkers, um, some of the customers she sees, whatever. And I asked her, I'm like, oh, you don't want to pivot and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got bills. That's her first answer. And I'm just like, I cannot find that to be a acceptable answer. I'm so sorry. Like, I to me, it's just not. My bills are going to get paid. I'm going to make sure that happens. 
whether I have to cut down, whether I have to do a little bit more at a certain period of time, but I cannot and will not, I refuse to stay in any situation that deteriorates my quality of life in that way. Mm -hmm. Because that contributes to people thinking it's okay to hustle your ass to death. No, thank you. Yeah. My labor is for sale, but it's not for the sale that you think it is. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Oh, my gosh. Classmates, I hope you took down some good notes for this lesson because it's time for homework. Okay, so this brings us into homework time, which I'll go first and leap into because... Um, okay, I would love that. Something that I recognized in in traveling and having conversations outside of the U.S. was yeah. um, that we in the U.S. will be like, what's up? What's new? What you doing? There's all this that's around like productivity and action. There's not a lot that we ask or, or lead a conversation with. How are you? Right. These things that put and center ourselves to like input value on who we are as the person and not by like the actions and things that we produce. Yeah. And so my homework is going to be for you to notice the self-talk that you have or the talk that you have with other people. Is it focused on the actions that you're doing? And based on the sh story that you told Chantel, like, are you making your friends feel like that too? Because I do have friends who will be like, well, da -da -da -da, like, tell me what's going on with you. Da -da -da. And, and usually there is stuff happening. But if I'm just like, I've been chilling. Nothing's new. It's like, wait, what? What's going on? And so like also thinking about what you are putting out to other folks. Like, are you making folks feel weird or uncomfortable? Because there's a certain level or expectation of productivity that you're expecting from them in order to like be in their company. So that yeah. is my homework to you. Think about what you're saying to yourself, what you're saying to others and how you're placing a value on hustle culture, on labor in your life. So I love that. I love that. It's all to build better relationships. So I loved what you did in the beginning of the episode when you pointed out the different um like tenets of the article I wrote them down as you were talking because I didn't really get a chance to like skim that article a lot but um I wanted to add for my homework um to think about the ways that they can practice redefining hush hustle culture Ooh. or like what that looks like for them using the tenets pointed out and I'll read them again you mentioned to redefine it, um, to redefine success, set lower and upper bounds, evaluate habits, and to set clear boundaries. So I want you all to um take a deep dive on at least one of those and figure out a way to um to really reject hustle culture with setting those different things um i'll give an example because one of my best friends is working a lot and um she has a full-time job she has a part-time job but now she is in a place where she can go to therapy and one of her therapists is like really checking her on 
her labor and like her not her not valuing her self and her time enough to make time for herself basically mm-hmm. and she like questioned her on that mm. and it i'll tell you this as one of her friends it ain't been the first time that she didn't been questioned on that okay but i guess that therapist knocked it in her head so shout out to her she know i love her but um and now she has homework from her therapist to really like figure out how like why she does not value her own time as her time and like like how she can take it back and like at, you know like just make herself feel good and make her make herself feel safe and not guilty about taking time for herself and not contributing to being in labor mm-hmm. not like delivery labor you know what I mean like having a baby but like you know yeah labor work so um I really think that those four things that you mentioned from the article were like very clear on how, I mean, I'm sure there are more things that can be added to that, but for homework right now, I think that each of us should take time to at least look at one of those tenets, if not all of them and Mm -hmm. really like do, even if it's not like a deep dive, do at least a superficial dive to like get some control back of your time and, the way you contribute to hustle culture and like the ways that you can reject it and like step away from it and reclaim your time, your emotional um, health, your physical health, your mental health for you. So Mm -hmm. that's my homework. Nice. Nice. I like your homework. Yeah. This has been a great episode. Um, I'd always knew it would be. And when I was telling people that we were creating this episode, they were like, "Mm, felt can't wait to listen let me know when it's posted so um, yeah i think i know i'll be sending this out to a lot of people like shooting it out to them and just making sure that they listen but i really do hope classmates that you can take what we are saying and like really evaluate yourselves because you are valuable outside of your labor mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, like i'm learning to love myself outside of labor how the fuck do i spend 30 something years on this earth not loving myself outside of labor anthony J. Mm. and i'm not the only one so i'm right with you yeah right with you all right classmates thank you so much for joining us right now i'm going to plug our social media so if you'd like to follow us if you'd like to hear from us if you'd like to contribute to our show or if you'd like to be a part of one of our episodes as our guest as our um, substitute teacher you can look for us as no class podcast on soundcloud apple podcast google podcast facebook and instagram on twitter we are no underscore class podcast and on tumblr we are no dash class podcast you can contribute to our captain save a hoe fund at uh, no.classpodcast at gmail.com um, <laughs> you can feel free to donate to us via our PayPal using our email um, you can also rate us on iTunes like we gladly accept you guys rating us on iTunes we love hearing your feedback and letting us know what we can do better what we what you guys like about it um, what you guys want to see and um, yeah we're always accepting donations so pass the bucket around you know tithes and offerings so um you have anything else you want to add anthony J? 
I'm nothing else to add. I just wanted to do a church fact because you said signs and offerings. So. Yeah. <laughs> 10% now. 10%. So. <laughs> uh, but y'all stay hydrated, melanated, glowed up. And we'll see y'all next time.